Saturday night. Once again, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about a fucking awesome movie today, tonight, this weekend. I didn't go back and look, but is this, this is like the first like Giallo that we've talked about, isn't it? Uh, no, we, we did, um, if you consider New York Ripper, but I mean, I think that's the closest thing that we've done to a Giallo. Yeah. So this might start a whole new slew of... Uh, Good movies for us. Awesome movies that I really like, and but I don't know. We just never talk about them. Nope. And uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. It's gonna be a good one. So, uh, what the fuck is going on in the world of Jared? Uh, my basement is underwater. Yeah, I noticed that <laughs> earlier. Um, that is the newest thing that happened to Jared. Yeah, and that's like. Now, yeah, it's Can't fucking go. ground melting, shit ton of rain coming today. Yeah, and yeah. then and and I know it's just coming into my basement. Cool. Yeah, but whatever, well, whatever. It'll stop raining. The water will go away. Yep. House is built in the 1800s, and we don't live in Seattle, so it's gonna stop raining. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But uh, anything else? What's what's been up, dude? What's going on? When do we get a, get that bike in the shop? Uh, hopefully in the next like week or two. Okay. I'm hoping by the end of March, I'll have it in the shop. Good. So then hopefully I'll get it back right at the beginning of spring. Perfect. Or, right, or at least right at the beginning of fifty degree weather. Yes. Well, we're gonna be in the forties here for the next couple weeks. Yeah. So, so we'll be good. Yep. Um, I've I've been uh, doing absolutely nothing except for the same shit that I do all the time. Uh, just you know, finding new bands, watching VHS, and uh, yeah, hanging out with Zach from Shit Life. Um, I learned a life hack. Yeah. Hanging out with Zach, don't smoke Shit Life weed. <laughs> Anybody that lives in Detroit, if those guys offer you pot, be prepared to be really stoned because Zach got me fucked up. It's the stuff that Chris grows, isn't it? It is. As far as I know, it's straight from his garden and it's no joke. It's fucking farm to table right there. Jesus Christ. And not only that, it was smoked out of a bong. So that's just crazy. Do it out of a gravity bomb next time. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not ready to cash my chips in just yet on life, so <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda of funny, man. We were talking about that at work about gravity bongs and the the dude that uh that trained me at my new job said that he used to use his bathtub and I've heard of people doing that. Yeah, his bathtub and like a three liter fucking Fago bottle. Mm. I'm like, man, that's insane. We we used a five-gallon bucket and a three-liter big K. My mom's worked at Kroger for like 36 years, so we had a plethora of three-liter bottles in the house all the time because she'd buy a soda in the in yeah. the summertime. So we had like three-liter bottles. We'd cut them in half and 
gravity bongs all day, but that was back when we were smoking the Reggies, you know, the fucking dirt weed. Oh, I didn't tell you. So I was walking in my car. Uh, I get to my car, leaving work. I have the door open, and I hear somebody behind me like, hey, man, you smoke weed? And then by the time I turn around, he's coming past me. He's like on a bike. He's like, you smoke weed? I got grill glue. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I'm all right. He's like, cool. <laughs> he's just like, kept going. What? I mean, I'm a big fan of Gorilla Glue. Yeah, I'll, I'll smoke that all day. Um, I'll have to ask Zach what that was. It was probably like some kind of weird fucking Gorilla Panic or some fucking... My mom said that she smoked some Godzilla glue. And it wasn't as strong as Gorilla Glue. And I was thinking, like, okay, why would you call it Godzilla Glue? Because Godzilla would definitely fuck up a gorilla. So, what the fuck, man? But would Godzilla fuck up King Kong? Well, that, I don't know. King Kong fucked up a T-Rex. King Kong fucked up a lot of shit. T-Rex is pretty close to Godzilla. That's going to be the closest comparison to Godzilla that we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right, I guess. But Godzilla is also Godzilla. Godzilla fucking rules. He Tokyo just had to go. <laughs> go go Godzilla. Tore <laughs> <laughs> the city down, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh but yeah, man. Uh last weekend I hung out with Zach from Shit Life. That was cool. We drank some King Cobra. Um I worked like a 10-hour shift, and I, I was pretty much done for by midnight, but it was good hanging out with him, and we jammed some music and reminisced about the old times, so that was cool. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know, we, we, uh, we're going to be talking about the 1973 Jallo film, Torso. Oh, yeah. Later on in the episode, but Sergio Martino. Yep. Before we get to that, though, oh, what, yeah. what have you been jamming? Um, nothing really out there. Uh, a lot of the early Archigatha stuff, like their demo and uh, a lot of the early splits. Okay. Jamming the fuck out of that. Killer shit, man. Yeah. Like I like that. I like everything they've done. I like all their old, like their newer stuff, which a little bit faster, a little bit like still mints, but like. Little straight away from traditional mints, but their fucking first stuff is just really simple, just fucking mints. Right. I love it. Yeah. You turned me on to those guys a long time ago. I dig them. Mm. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're OG as fuck. Yeah. And fucking Dan. Dan from uh, Archigathus, he's everything he's fucking been associated with that I've heard. Every band he has is fucking killer. Fucking Skeleton. Uh, they were just like a pissed off like punk band, like more like uh, darker tones. He had this band called Lodish. Um, there was another one that I can't remember the name of it. Another just like punk band. He's in a band called Skunk. Right on. Um, shit, like everything. Perfumia. Perfumery. Perfumery. That band was fucking pissed. Fucking, um, uh, I can't think of the name of it. I, they just played Kirby's birthday. 
and I played you the seven inch. There's like that death metal band. Oh. Um, I don't know if you can remember. I can't think of the name of them. Yeah, I can't. I'm blanking on it. But yeah, everything he's fucking been involved in is just like great. Right on. All those fucking Canadian dudes. Yeah. So yeah, I've been jamming that. Um, playing fucking King Diamond. Fucking Abigail and uh, them. Okay. I know you said you haven't really jammed them in a while, and you prefer Merciful Face, uh, Merciful Fate, obviously. Yeah. But out of those two albums, if you can remember them, which one do you prefer? Because out of the two, dude, I, them, them's fucking. I feel better for, than Abigail. For for me, it's Abigail. Yeah. Absolutely. I had. Uh, I still do. Uh, two from the Vault, a CD, double disc, and uh, it had both of those on there. I think. I think those are the two albums that were on there. Yeah. Um, Abigail, I liked a lot. Um, you know, I also just real quick had a, a newer King Diamond album. Someone gave to me a CD. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it it wasn't that bad. Yeah. You, you know, them is them is fucking killer though. I mean, it's good. It's good. Um, so you've been listening to King Diamond, huh? Yeah, been jamming those two albums. That's cool. That's fucking awesome, man. I mean, the riffs are there, but it was more theatric, I think, with the uh, King Diamond stuff than the Merciful Fate stuff. It was. Like, oh yeah, more theatric albums are just a story, front to back. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Abigail a concept album? Uh, yeah. Pretty. I mean, pretty much both of them are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm more familiar with Abigail. Uh, was that his first? I think Abigail might have been his first one, and then them was right after Abigail. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like that. The, the Abigail obviously tells the story of Abigail. What the fuck her name is? I can't remember her last name. And it's basically the whole telling of that. Right. And how she's fucking. They have to like nail her with seven nails, or else she's gonna come back from the fucking grave. And then them is uh, like yeah, like ghosts and shit, fucking haunting grandma or whatever. Yeah, can't exactly remember the the whole story, but yeah, that goes from front to back. It just tells the whole story leading up to that. Okay. Yeah. Fucking quick story. Uh, did you know that before uh, his Nirvana days, that Dave Grohl used to drop acid and listen to King Diamond? I know Dave Grohl lately, or in the past like decade, has been like trying to be this spokesperson for metal. And I know he said that before, like he's jammed like King Diamond and. He was on to that. Yeah, yeah. He said that uh, that's what inspired him to play drums and, you know, write music was, you know, partying with his friends and listening to King Diamond and shit. I just feel like if metal had that much of an impact on you, not knocking him for the whole Nirvana thing, obviously, but at some point in your career, maybe he would have been in a metal band. <laughs> well, he kind of was. Probot was kind of that for him. Yeah, but wasn't that just him, like, hiring in all these fucking, like, all-star casts? Well, it was, like, him living out his adolescent dream, like, of doing one song with Max Cavalera, one song with Lemmy, one song with, uh, um, Kronos. Oh, okay. Uh, he was on that record. He basically wanted to do one track with all of his heroes and was kind of a... I guess a metal record. It came out like we were talking earlier tonight, about, like at a low time of music, so it wasn't really well received. I don't think. Yeah. 
But I mean, the Lemmy song sounds like Motorhead. The Max song sounds like whatever Sepultura, Soulfly shit. And uh, it, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool project. But you know, he uh, he grew up on like jamming King Diamond and shit. So I don't know. That's really cool that you've been jamming that though. That's kind of out of your uh, wheelhouse there a little bit. Yeah, I don't play it a lot. No. Are, are you gonna score some records? Those two records, maybe one day. Yeah, I, I, I always go in like <clears throat> weird waves. Like it'd be cool. It, to, it, it always depends on what I'm really into at the time when when I start buying records and what records I buy. Right. Like if I'm if I'm jamming just a shit ton of like Japanese punk and I finally have money to blow on records, mm-hmm. that's usually what I end up buying. Yeah. But yeah, I would like to own because I don't actually own. I don't even own any Merciful Fate records. <clears throat> yeah, you, those are essential to me. Like if you're, especially if you're into like, you know, good riffs and good songwriting and you know the uh, early '80s like new album kind of thrash stuff. You know, yeah, Merciful Fate's fucking pissed. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I, I, how many albums did they have? Two. Mm, yes, I think I think mark. they just had two records, like Melissa and I can't remember the other one. Yeah, I can't remember the other one either. But uh, yeah, fucking that's cool, man. Um, yeah, I dig it. Like you said, like even like between the Merciful Face stuff and just the King Diamond shit, like the riffs and the songwriting in general are just fucking solid. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah, you're right, dude. It's just solid. It's like you know it, it, it was just a fucking point in time where people gave a shit about writing good riffs and in good songs you know yeah, and then the, uh, with King Diamond it's just basically the almost as good as you're gonna get when it comes to like horror metal yeah for the most part and like just like not really Halloween metal but just like ghost stories and telling a fucking like spooky tale type of thing right on yeah yeah he did it so well too and that dude had a set of pipes on him man oh yeah i think that's what like excuse me set him apart from a lot of other front men you know like as far as like in the 80s was like the the dude could sing and he had a kind of a creepy like aspect to his voice when he you know told his stories and shit yeah so cool dude fun fact um, the only movie he would allow he has allowed his music to be used in, Clerks Two. Really? Yeah. That's when uh, Jay and Silent Bob are like jamming their boombox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when they first show them. They're playing uh, playing uh, King Diamond, and then they do a part where Randall's talking to like the kid working the drive-through window, who's like a Christian, like. 19 year old oh yeah 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 about like satanic forces and they start singing uh was it unwanted visitor like the <laughs> title the opening track to them yeah and like jay pops up and he's like yelling at him and they're like singing the lyrics at the drive through window oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like moshing to fucking king diamond and shit he's like you know i don't like talking about satanic forces randall <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen that movie in quite a while i actually watched the first one um more recently than the second one. Dude, I know some people like like to talk shit on Kevin Smith movies, but there's a good handful of them where I 
will 100% defend. And Clerks, Clerks 2, Mallrats, like Chasing Amy, Dogma, fuck, even like Zack and Mary make a porno. That one was good, yeah. It, nothing beats the first Clerks, man. Yeah, it's me. great. That To me, that was his... I remember watching that in my girls in my grandma's basement when I was in like seventh grade with my friend Marcus for the first time and we we lost our shit. Yeah. And we went to school telling everybody about it and like a couple of girls from their class watched it and they came back on Monday and they're like, We fucking watched that movie. That movie is fucking stupid. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's like it's like not for everybody, you know what I mean? A lot of dialogue, a lot of fucking dry humor and shit, but you know, for me, the first uh, was Mallrats. I seen that when I was in seventh grade with my buddy Rob, who I was in a band with, and uh, his older brother, Russ, and a couple other people were in a band, and they were like, oh, man, you got to see Mallrats. And fucking, I was like 14, and I just thought that was the fucking coolest movie ever. <laughs> fucking, I always still say that, that line from Mallrats where... He wakes up and he's looking for his like Genesis controller. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "What are you doing? You're gonna go make a breakfast." She's like, "He's I'm beating the Canadians ten to one. Yeah. Hartford, the whale. This happens like once, maybe twice a lifetime." Yeah, yeah, it's so good, dude. <laughs> I'll say that randomly to people, and then no one, no one gets it, and I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> too little, too late. You said it was a good size. The effort retard. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. That's actually one I don't own, so I rarely get to see it. I had the VHS tape, but I don't know what the fuck happened to it. Yeah, I got the first Clerks, and I think I have Mall Rats. I'll have to dig that those out. Maybe do it tomorrow while I'm doing laundry. Fucking watch some Kevin Smith movies, but that's fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking classics, dude. But, uh, oh, before, I, I, Randall's like my fucking <clears throat> spirit animal. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I just, he's, he's fucking killer, especially in the first Clerks, man. <laughs> Nothing beats fucking Randall, dude. He works at a video store, you know, just killing it, killing the game. That fucking scene where he's ordering the fucking VHS tapes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm with the distribution house right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll see what they have it. <laughs> he just runs off a list of porn. Yeah. It's fucking... He had to do that, like, without... They had to do that separate takes. Oh, Because he, no he said he couldn't do it with the little girl there. No, he's like, there's I can't. no way. There's, that's horrible. That's fucking bad <laughs> news bears. Who the fuck? Well, I'll, well, it's also, like, even if he was like, fuck it, I'll do it, who would allow their kid to be in a scene with that? That's what I'm saying, man. Earmuffs. Yeah. Say earmuffs. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Cock, balls. Okay, Frank, we don't have to celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to make a point, but I can celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, fuck, man. <laughs> so good, dude. So good. Oh, and then... uh. Just showed you a band that I totally forgot about, Guided Cradle. Oh, those dudes are fucking killer, man. Yeah, they're fucking. Uh, you will not survive LPs. What the, that's the one I put on. They also have a self-titled, which I have, but I haven't put it on yet. Okay. Then they did two other, well, one other release, which was a split with Instinct Survival. Okay, which I really dig those guys. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to check that split out for sure. Just straight like metallic, crusty. 
shit from Portland. Yeah, that's from like one. early two thousands, like oh seven was that one? I think. Okay. Oh five was a self titled. Right on. Yeah, those dudes really fucking. They're good, man. I was digging that shit for sure. Yeah, I forgot all about it. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's like like I said, man. Like you show me these bands like every week, man, and it. They're all good, man. It's all good. My tastes change a little bit, you know. Well, that's what I was saying. Like you're like, well, you. Why haven't you shown me all this stuff before? I was like, well, before I didn't think you would like it, so I didn't put it on. And then you were like, oh, I like power violence. That's when I started digging out power violence records. And then it's like, oh, I'm starting to get into some crust stuff. I'm like, all right, <laughs> right on. Yeah, well, I just I like it all, man. You know, I just like it all. It's it's if it's good, it's good, man. And guided cradle, man. Those guys are fucking awesome. But uh, so thanks for fucking throwing that on. Yeah, yeah. Add that to my fucking arsenal <laughs> at home what about you man what have you been jamming out to uh me um a mixed bag uh a couple of uh, albums flew under the radar last year i did my top five they were all doom bands but motherfucker plf man mm-hmm. they put out fucking jackhammering death blow of nightmarish trepidation that motherfucker is sick dude yeah. uh i jammed that yesterday i found it and uh I was like, holy fuck, this is like newer shit. Like, I haven't heard this yet. And uh, I think it's only like 20 minutes long, but it's fucking killer, dude. Um, so I jammed that recently. And then last year, fucking Haggis, the plausibility of putridity. Fucking shit's killer, dude. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's really fucking good, man. Their shit, I'm liking. There's a, they're another one where I really dig their early shit a lot. And their later stuff as it going on as it's going on it's starting to get more metallic right on yeah i noticed that too still has like mince parts still pretty much mince right but it's like where their first releases were just straight up almost like exaggerated mints stuff going on now is just like more metallic with like mince peppered in right on it's it's there's nothing that i've heard from them that i don't like mm-hmm. i mean it's all good but it was cool to hear some newer stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, and they're they're super active too. So there's like always new shit coming out, splits and fucking demos and you know all kinds of cool stuff from from those guys. I, I hope they come back soon. Kirby, yeah, <laughs> up or down? Off. <laughs> <laughs> that was that'll stick in my mind forever, dude. That was so good. I don't know if like anyone knows that, but we went and seen Haggis at the precinct, man, and Kirby was running the soundboard and like the vocals completely cut out and they kept saying, Can you turn the vocals up? Can you turn the pitch shifter down? And then Kirby was up there drinking a beer, he was on his phone and wasn't paying attention and someone was like, Hey man, Kirby And he's like Up or down? And they're like, Fucking off. Like there's nothing. There's nothing. I lost my shit. I thought it was funny as hell. You see him pop up real quick? Yeah. He popped up like a prairie dog and shit. It was fucking awesome, man. Um, Yeah, definitely that haggis uh, from last year. Fucking killer. Um, Let's see here. Toad liquor. Uh, Liquor as in, like, alcohol. Uh, Fucking OG sludge, man, from the early 90s. I've been jamming them. Uh, this band that I came across yesterday, the Seal of Beleth, 
Beleth, Blood on Satan's Claw album. Uh, it's kind of like a doom metal, uh, depressing doom metal band. They're pretty fucking cool. Uh, the New Devil Master. Oh, yeah. I, we jammed that. Yeah. I'm I, sure well, you played it a few more times than I I had. did twice yesterday. Um, I was just sitting at home. I was bored. I'm like, dude, I'm going to really, in headphones, listen to this new Devil Master. That is an album that when I heard they got... First, I heard they got signed to Relapse, and I had to do a double take, and I was like, okay, what? <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, don't, don't fucking ruin this band for me. Right. And I was very hesitant listening to the first release on Relapse. And I was very pleasantly surprised with it not being too overly fucking clean and produced. Right it on. still had a fucking Devil Master sound to it. Right on. I dig it. It's good. It's good. The artwork's killer too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and there's like there's like one song from the demo that's on there. Yeah, the, I think it's the first the, the first first song in the demo. Yeah, which. You know me, I, I will listen to that demo on loop for like five hours. We've done it. Yeah, I've had to tell you to wrap it up. Yeah. Because uh, we came over here and that tape just kept fucking... I was like, dude, okay, here's here's the how the night's going to go. We're going to wrap up this Devil Master demo after three hours of just like looping it over and over again. <laughs> but it's killer. It's, it's good. And uh, I've been jamming the new one. Uh... Satan spits on children of light. It's really good, dude. It's fucking. If you're into metal punk, with a, a tinge of like a black metal, kind of. Yeah, like to me, it's like maybe a little bit of black metal, a little bit of like a goth. Yeah. The guitar tone, especially on the demos, and still carries over a little bit here in the full length. Almost has like a surf rock sound of type of sound to it. Right. Where it's like very uh, high end. Like twang to it almost, mm-hmm. and which just adds to that overall just metal punk, fucking little bit of black metal shit. It it, it works. It's fucking amazing. It's really good, dude. And um, I'm glad that those guys got their uh, their due. You know, it's good for them. I'm I'm stoked for them. So, and they put on a hell of a show. If you ever get a chance, wherever you're at, if Devil Master ever comes through, which I'm sure they will now. Definitely check them out because their stage presence and their like live show is just as good as their recordings. Yeah. So when they come back through and first time they played with Acid Witch, second time they played with Shitfucker. I only caught the Acid Witch one. Yeah. Or wait, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was, the one you were at was Acid Witch. Uh, the Shitfucker one was last Devil's Night. It was when I was trying to catch fucking both. Oh, that's right. Oh, the Slasher, Slasher Dave. Dave and them. Yeah. And you caught, like, one song from Devil Master or something like that? Yeah, I caught, like, all the opening bands. <laughs> and then Devil Master went on. So there were, like, two songs. And I'm like, all right, I've seen them before. All right, cool. It's good enough. Shot over to Smalls for Slasher Dave and caught, like, half of a song. That sucks. <laughs> he was like, all right, thanks, guys. Oh, man. Like, Fuck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Definitely uh, check out the new Devil Master. A couple more. Um, Let's see. uh, A band called Hex from Australia. Yeah, H-E-X-X. Yes. Kind of like a stenchcore, crust punk band. Mm -hmm. Um, Antichrist from Sweden. Hell yeah. Fucking A, man. The uh, Forbidden World album. It's really good. Uh, We did see those guys live. Sakuzu opened up that show 
that was fucking unrelenting thrash metal, dude. Those guys are fucking awesome. Uh, I've been really getting into uh, Vulture, the the guillotine, um, as opposed to the EP. Uh, I think I like the EP a little bit better. I've said that before, but the guillotine's really good. Uh, and then um, Black Tomb. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that they had a split with a band called Crud that came out last year. Hmm. And uh, there's two songs on the split, and uh, they're really good. I was really a big fan of their self-titled with the church on the fucking cover. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, really good. And then uh, Heavy Lord, the Holy Grail. Uh, vocals are fucking not that good, but the riffs are there, so they're like a doom metal band from... Are they a fucking... Uh Ride an easy band? I don't think so. No. I can't remember. Oh, Monolord. That's Maybe. what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I cannot get into Monolord, man. I, I just, I've tried to, and it's... There's a lot of bands on Ride an easy I can't get into. No. There's a few I do. Beast Beastmakers. Beastmaker, um, Crip Trip, I think is on Ride an easy Crip Trip, uh, Witch Throat Serpent. Yeah, there's like a few where it's like, all right. But I've tried listening to like the Brown Acid I like can't do it. Collection of all that shit. I'm yeah. just like most of those bands I just skip through. I'm just like no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah, two more. Uh, Sword wielder, which I played for you earlier. The Grim Visions of Battle. They're from Sweden. Uh, and uh, Colts Blood. They're fucking awesome, dude. Into the Unfathomable Abyss. They're from the UK. Like a sludge band. They're fucking. They're really good. Oh, yeah. That's what I've been jamming, man. So, um, what have you been watching, man? Anything? Uh... Uh, well, I've watched since last episode, and I've talked about Stone Cold. I've watched Stone Cold probably three additional <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that movie fucking rules, man. So so that's happened. Okay. I almost put it on last night. Oh, shit. Um, but I watched Angels, Hard As They Come, which is just another early 70s biker movie. Kind of cool. It's got a fucking cool title. Yeah, it's got the fucking uh, the dude who plays like the head of the FBI in Silence of the Lambs. Okay, he's like the main badass biker dude. Cool. He just doesn't take shit. Right on. It's a pretty good movie. Um, movie called Demon of Paradise. Hmm. Basically, like a late '80s. Uh, sea monster movie like getting pissed off at people fishing with dynamite so he comes up and just wreaks havoc no shit yeah it's not too bad the guy who directed it did like a bunch of fucking um, like those like B level nom movies and war movies and B level action movies and post apocalyptic movies and shit Mm. a lot of good ones actually mostly in the 80s I would imagine yeah yeah Okay. And then, um, fucking, let's see, Cannibal Girls. Oh, the old school uh, exploitation. 73 came out. Fucking stars Eugene Levy. Get the fuck out of here. Directed by, fucking blanking on his name, but it's the dude who directed uh, Ghostbusters and Animal House. (laughs) Oh, shit. No way. Yeah. Harold Ramis? No. I think Harold Ramis wrote most of those. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. I can't remember this fucking guy's name. Um, 
I'm horrible with like most directors. But yeah, the movie's fucking awesome. Have you seen it? I have not. I have not. I've seen it pop up like everywhere. I know it's it's got a cult following and shit. Oh yeah. It's supposed to be almost like everything you read about it's like oh like a parody of horror but it's not really that fucking much of a parody. It's kind of like comedy there but it's super dry comedy cuz mm. I think I think all the lines were ad-libbed. Oh, like, I think you. there might be like they might have just given them like a guided point like go off of this. Uh, but most of the almost everything was fucking ad-libbed. Ivan Reitman. Oh. Uh, I no idea. Yeah, he fucking uh Shit, he directed. Well, Animal House fucking rules. Oh, okay, no, he didn't do Animal House. Sorry. Oh. My bad on that one. Uh, Meatballs and Stripes. Oh, yeah, well, right along those lines. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Twins. Twins fucking rules, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Ghostbusters 2. Fucking Kindergarten Cop. Oh, man, he's nailing it. Junior, Father's Day. Father's Day with uh, Billy Crystal and fucking... Yeah. Yeah, that that Father's Day. <laughs> you know, Sugar Ray was in that movie. Seriously? Yeah, they were playing on stage, and like the kid was at the show. How <laughs> <clears throat> oh, the nineties? Good, good times. The good old nineties. Oh yeah. And everybody gives Kindergarten Cop shit. I actually do not mind that fucking. The movie. movie's fucking awesome, dude. I know. <laughs> What's not to love about it? You know. But um, that's pretty much all I've watched. That's it. I haven't oh, watched much. Binging the fuck out of Key and Peele. Which is awesome because those dudes are fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, like out of the five seasons, I've probably gone through them at least four times. But I put them on my golden sleep, so I've obviously missed yeah. a good chunk of the episodes. Right. Killing it though. It kills me. Yeah. Oh they're they're great. Oh, they're fucking great, man. Um I haven't really been watching much, but uh I did watch Dead Alive last night. Um Driller Killer. Dude, that's one I've been watching forever. Yeah, I threw that on. Uh, student Bodies. All right, yeah. Yeah, it's like a slasher parody. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that movie's kind of tough to sit through, man. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's just like... I don't know. It's just kind of too much of whatever it is. But it's got like a slasher vibe to it. So you kind of want to keep watching it, but it's supposed to be like almost like a slasher comedy. It is, but they just over overkill sometimes. But uh, I watched that Student Bodies, uh, The Forest. That's not a good movie. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's not a good movie. Um, but the artwork is killer. I got the Prism Clam Shell and whatever. And then today I watched uh, The Initiation. All right, I haven't so, watched that one in a while. Yeah, good. <laughs> Uh, it's got the chick from I want to say the dorm that dripped blood. Mm-hmm. She's in both movies, and Clue Gallagher from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Two and Return of the Living Dead is in it, and Vera Miles from Psycho and Psycho Two is in it, and I think that's it. But yeah, I watched the initiation today, so. That's all I've been watching, man. Just a few movies. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know what it is about <clears throat> The Forest. It's just like, a slow People burn. go on about that movie, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't like it. 
it's not that great. <clears throat> I thought the prey was a little bit better than the forest. Don't like that one. <clears throat> yeah, I know. You're not a big fan of backwoods slashers to begin with. Not huge, no. But uh, the prey, the prey ha- was was okay. The forest, however, is like too much story, not enough killing. All I remember about the prey is the scene that's the shot that seems like it goes on forever of just ants. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like all like nature and shit. What? <laughs> yeah, it's like 50% animal planet, 50% slasher. <clears throat> and a lot of people back then, critics and stuff like that, were like saying that the nature footage saved the film. <laughs> it was such a bad movie that they watched it just for the nature shots. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got the uh, thorny MI clamshell of the prey and fucking I pop it on every once in a while. The killer looks fucking awesome. He's all just like deformed and I don't know, huge hands and shit at the end when you see him. Yeah. And then there's the, the famous uh, fucking when we watched it together where the dude gets caught up in the fucking uh, trap, the rope trap, and he smacks the tree. <laughs> I mean, he really smacks the fucking tree, dude. It's pretty brutal, man. But, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's like, you know, the old school like rope tied in a circle, and then you step in it, and it like hangs you upside down, but he like gets momentum and swings and just smacks into a tree and just dies on impact. It's like so violent. But yeah, so <laughs> that's that's really all I've been watching, man. Oh yeah. So um, we might as well get into the damn thing. Yeah, I mean, fuck it, why not? Unless you got anything else you want to add. I have nothing of importance to add to this conversation. Okay. Um, torso. Torso. Nineteen seventy-three. Uh. Directed by Yeah Sergio Martino Who Just the The small list of shit that I wrote down Of good stuff that he did Because he did a shit ton of good movies But these are all Three out of the four of these are all movies he's done before Torso Okay Case of the Scorpion's Tale which is a fucking amazing movie. Never seen it. Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key. Another amazing movie. Right on. Um, All the Colors of the Dark. Another amazing movie. And then this is the only one that was after all those. Um, Slave of the Cannibal God. I own that. Like this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. What's the alternate title to that? Slave of the Cannibal God. Uh, is it like Emmanuel in the... Uh, was it an Emmanuel one? Slave of the... No, it was... Uh, it was... Uh, something Mountain. Mountain God. There's... Fuck, I don't know. I'm slipping on my all, all the alternate titles, all these goddamn Italian movies. Yeah, Slave to the Cannibal God was also like something of the Mountain Men. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. That, that I own it. It's a that's a killer uh, cannibal movie, you know. Mm-hmm. That came out in the seventies, if I'm not, or like the early eighties. I think I think that one was early eighties. Yeah. Um, but he did that too. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Um, 
this movie uh, I don't know I, I what I, I watched it today and I noticed that they that it's heavily fucking influenced a lot of slashers oh 100 percent yeah let's just we're just gonna jump right into that okay yeah because that that <clears throat> I seen it a long time ago but I think I, I wasn't paying attention and I missed a lot of it but I sat down and actually focused on it and watched it today yeah there's a lot in this movie that ended up becoming just like your standard trope of a fucking 80 slasher yeah man um right down to like a masked killer mask killer final girl final girl yeah which was uh like the only one that didn't get naked yeah which was the premise for 80 slashers mm. you know she was not the first movie to do this obviously no but it is prevalent it is present here uh the pov of the killer yeah that started with peeping tom yeah that's what i'm saying like wasn't the first one to do it right but 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 another thing that's present in this movie that became a big th- a big thing for slashers true story yeah um it's a uh, you know the soundtrack like the score mm-hmm. it's really good it is there's parts of it that um slightly remind me of pieces okay like nothing, you. nothing like major. That's like, oh, that's totally ripped from pieces. But it's something about it. As soon as it starts playing, my mind goes to pieces. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, the, the soundtrack really, like, I dug it. I was like, oh, this, the score is really fucking good on this, man. It's like atmospheric. Yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, this this movie, uh, all the women in it are are just drop dead, man. Like gorgeous. Like I'm just saying for like seventy three. It's a fucking it's an Italian movie. I know in we, that era. I know. Every I know. Italian movie, you would think every girl in Italy was a fucking model. Yeah. I I agree. Uh just totally floored me. I was like, damn dude, what a time to be alive back then, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh you got some notes about this movie. You don't. I didn't write down shit. Okay. <laughs> I, we had this talk. I, like lately, I've been coming in noteless. Okay. No, it's it's all good. Um, the killer in this movie looks fucking awesome to me. Yeah. The the fucking stocking with the holes cut out, mm-hmm. like it's kind of creepy. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much another thing you could say added to what became a slasher thing mass killer Mm -hmm. which might have touched on that yeah yeah mass killer uh then the pov where you know and then just the black gloves that was like huge for like gels it was it was but i mean it's blueprint the whole like killer's point of view black gloves fucking whodunit Mm -hmm. shit ton of red herrings right and um did you know which you probably did that this movie, they didn't tell the actresses who the killer was. Yeah, they had no fucking clue. No, none. Nobody knew who the killer was. Right. Which I, 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 I guess in the overall, it probably doesn't make that big of a difference. But I just like it when they do that shit. Yeah, me too. Me too. Like they did that. Totally going off into a different movie. They did that for Scream. True. They did it in pieces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> There was like fucking five suspects. 
Well, okay. I should. I guess I'm wrong. They didn't really didn't do that in Scream. They did it in Scream in the sense of they didn't let the actors know who was actually the one doing the voice oh. of the phone call. Yeah. They fucking knew who the killers were going to be in the movie. We touched on a movie a couple episodes ago where that was the case, too, where they didn't say who the killer was and everyone thought it was them. Didn't we? They were like, oh, maybe I'm the killer. Like, off the set. Off the set. They like, what fucking movie was that, dude? Is it a movie we actually covered? Or were we just talking about a fucking movie? I don't know. But they... No one knew who the killer was when they were filming the movie. Wasn't it like Alone in the Dark? Or something like that? I thought maybe. Alone in the Dark was like the nosebleed dude. I don't know. It was one of the killers. Yeah, Alone in the Dark was a bunch of people, though. I don't know. Fucking... I. What the? What the fucking? Go back to the tapes. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of cool though, when you don't know who the fucking killer is. Yeah. You know, and then you got a bunch of people thinking that they're the killer, like actors and actresses. And I'm shit. sure it adds to it, it. It helps, especially in a case of where it could be anybody. And if you don't tell all the actors who it is, it helps them not. Unin- not like unintentionally give away giving a tell acting in a way where it's like I'm pretty sure it's this fucking person right like we were just I was telling you I just finally watched finally watched your next oh yeah and I knew something was gonna go on with the fucking brother cause they kept panning to him and he kept giving like sideways looks and it was like at the beginning of the movie I'm like the fucking brother's involved yeah like he's he's, he's involved in this somehow yeah uh, it's good that you finally watched that. I, I dug it. The fucking wire to the neck is like one of the coolest things I've seen in recent. Yeah, films. I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. No, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, but I, I didn't mind it for a newer movie. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, But uh, back to this movie, there's a couple of uh, suspects where you think that they might be the killer. One of them was the vendor. Um. And then there was the dude that was obsessed with the chick. He mm-hmm. kept, like, trying to give her a ride home and, yeah, you know what I mean, uh, the student. And uh, there's a couple other ones, I think, but... Um, yeah, was that the dude, like, who picked up the prostitute and, like, smacked her around? Yeah. Yeah, that dude was on a different level. <laughs> Even the prostitutes are hot as fuck. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Very much. But, uh, so the premise of this movie is there's a dude going around killing people with a red and black scarf. And someone in the movie is wearing a black and red scarf. That's a very important bit of Very important difference. Yes. According to this. Yes. Same exact scarf, but one's red on black instead of black on red. Right. And you don't find out... What until the very end? Yeah, and that becomes uh, one of the other red <clears throat> herrings is because the guy who looks like fucking uh, what's his name from Scooby Doo is wearing the w- black and red one. Yeah, fucking uh, uh, the sailor looking dude. Yeah, what the fuck's his name? Um, fuck. Velma Daphne Shaggy Carl. I don't know. Is that right? Carl. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right at all. 
I don't know that fucking dude's fucking name. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Fred. Bartholomew. It's Fred. Oh, is it Fred? It's Fred. It, oh, yeah, it is Fred. Dude walking around looking like fucking Fred. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does, too. Pretty much. But, uh, yeah, fucking... <clears throat> do you have a favorite kill in this movie? Um... Because I certainly do. I like, like, the weird dude who gets it. Like, the guy who doesn't talk. Just because it's to the point. Okay. Like, the one who, who goes up to, like... Goes up to the house and sees, like, the chicks, like, going at it. Yeah. And, like, just makes weird fucking noises. And yeah, just, what's like, he doing? Well, he doesn't talk. Oh. Because they mentioned it earlier because they were teasing him, like, oh, too bad you don't talk. They're into you. You can go say something. And they're like, why don't you go up to the villa and hang out with them? Yeah. And then he ends up going up there and sees him, and he just makes, like, Yeah, he's all, like, making weird sounds and Fucking shit. running away back to town, which, if you notice, that house is, like, on a hill, like a mountain. And the town's, like, way the fuck down here. And that dude ran from there all the way back down the mountain to the village making those noises. Yeah, he got it, like, his throat cut like, yeah, the dude instantly. Came in, pulled the knife out, and just sliced his throat. Yeah, and that was it. What's yours? Mine, hands down, the car. That actually is a really good one. That one is my favorite, dude. He fucking smashes a dude into a wall, and then just the guy fucking collapses, and then he just crushes his head into a fucking wall with the bumper of his car, dude. Actually, is a really fucking good one. <laughs> I was like, for a slasher film, you wouldn't think that a, a vehicle death would be like that awesome. But I thought the way that it was shot and just the whole the whole kill scene was fucking killer, dude. It was pretty brutal because he basically blackmailed the the killer, mm-hmm. yeah, for money, yeah. and then that was it. He uh, that was it for him. So, but yeah, that that's definitely my favorite kill. Um, and uh, I don't know. I seen a chick in this movie put a joint out on a dude's stomach. Yeah, <clears throat> that was a uh, pretty interesting. You take your clothes off first. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then she, then then she leaves. Yeah. And then like the dudes come out and like try to find her, and she just starts like. Walking into a swampy, muddy area. Yeah. Like, why? I know. But am I the only one that caught the fucking dude wiping out on the dirt bike? I mean, he really face-planted, dude. I think I missed that. I don't think I've ever noticed that part. Oh, yeah, dude. He fucking bit it hard. What part? What scene? When 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 she walks into the muddy and they go out and they're like, I'll strangle that bitch. Where'd she go? Yeah. Well, he falls into the marsh, and his front fucking tire just plants. goes over. <laughs> Face first into the mud, dude, and then flips over, and his buddy grabs him. And I don't think I don't think they were gonna reshoot it. Obviously, obviously, they did. He was They're okay. Like, fuck it, we got it. You know, dude, it, it looked violent as fuck, dude. He went <laughs> face first into the marsh, dude. Like, I'm guessing 100 percent didn't realize that was gonna happen. So all his weight was how. It was like, it reminded me, dude, I watched it today, and it's fresh in my mind. It reminded me of something that happened when I was a kid, where this really fucking asshole kid loosened the fucking screws on uh, the front tire of the kid's bike, 
and he went to jump a ramp, and the and the tire flew off, and his uh, just the forks. forks just went right into the lawn. I mean, they went like a foot into the lawn, and he just like slid forward, and like it was all awkward and shit. But yeah, dude, this guy bit it hard, man. And his buddy like helped him up and shit, and he was all covered in mud, and his bike was all covered in mud and shit. But yeah, if you, go back and watch that because that's uh, that's an important part of cinema. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, he wiped out, which made him even more pissed off. <laughs> so he's really gonna strangle that bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, she gets it pretty good too. He drowns her in the fucking water, and then. Strangles her with the scarf. Drowns in the water, strangles with a scarf, and then all of a sudden just rips her shirt open. Yeah. That seems to be a weird thing that happens in this movie a yeah. lot. And it's weird that he brought the hacksaw in later on. Yeah. Why wouldn't that be like something from the very start that he did? Like a calling card or some shit. Something. He hacks up all the um, the chicks at like towards uh, the end. Yeah, like all the ones at the house. Yeah. And... I mean, the hacksaw, I I thought going into this movie that it was going to be like him hack, like hacking up women with a fucking hacksaw because some of the promo posters include the hacksaw. Well, pretty much all of the promo shit for this movie includes that fucking saw. Yeah, the saw, man. And it's like, okay, but he, didn't, he doesn't bring it in until later and then he hacks them up like their arms and... Their legs and shit, and their fucking heads. Hacks them all up, puts them in a bag. Yep. He's like walking out with it over his shoulder, which. No. No way. That would be fucking heavy <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, no way, man. No matter how many pieces you cut somebody up in, if you put all those pieces into the same bag, they're going to still weigh as much as a human fucking body. Yeah, no shit. I thought, yeah, I picked that up too. I was like, okay, he just like. Throws it over his shoulder, like no man, it doesn't work that way. Like a fucking sailor on shore leave with a fucking <laughs> yeah. double bag. Yeah, like no, it doesn't work that way, man. Those are human body parts. Yeah. But um, and uh, a low point for the movie for me was when the chick fell down the stairs. It was a little over exaggerated, a little ridiculous. Um, it's like calls them all in. Also, like, <laughs> but she does like the fucking um. The same move that Michelangelo did in the uh, original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie when he was dodging the Foot Clan's axes and he said, California roll! Like, <laughs> she just did that over and over again down the stairs and somehow twisted her fucking ankle. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like it's like what the fuck man California roll California roll fucking he's doing that like twisting fucking roll thing dude <laughs> she did that like down like 15 steps and like her ankle was all like blasted and shit after that so I, I just kind of looked at I, I just laughed at that it was funny to me but overall um you know, this movie was uh, said to have had really bad kill scenes and, like, really bad gore effects. Well, it's because you could tell it's, like, when they poke the fucking eyes out. Yeah. It's, like, going through, like, porcelain or, like, paper mache Wax. Something. Yeah, something. Like, they're not that great. Yeah. So I get it. But it, 
what do you want from 1973? Yeah, that's the thing. From 73, unless you were going to go, like, hire some big-budget fucking person, you were getting what you got. Or in black and white. Yeah. Then it would look more convincing, you know, but it was in color. But when you try to make a whole fucking person's head out of something... Yeah. It's not going to look real. No. (laughs) In 73. No, not at all. You know, but... Uh, the critical response was that the the beautiful women saved the movie. It was and pretty much like softcore porn. It was with it kills. Was, with kills, yeah. Um, but overall, this movie fucking it's good. It's a staple in the in the Jallo, you know, fucking yeah, like library. It, it's 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 up there as one of the better ones. I, I would say it's good. I mean, it's pretty good. I wouldn't say, like, I mean, it is up there with one of the better ones. I wouldn't say it's one of the better ones. I think there's a lot that I, I prefer over this one. Okay. But that is not to take away from anything of this movie, because this movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, this movie's great. It's really good, man. Um, I almost threw an eyeball today just because I was in the mood for more Jallo. Oh. You know what I mean? Which we should cover that movie, you know, one of these episodes, but... Um, I really liked Torso, everything about it. Uh, the gore didn't bother me. The kills were good. The chicks were hot. It didn't really have a slow burn or any kind of a drag along. It kind of moved along pretty well. It has a nice flow to it. Yeah, second part's better, obviously, it than is. the first. But, I mean, the first doesn't... You don't get bored with it. It doesn't seem like you're doing a shit ton of fucking unnecessary character development. Yeah, see that that's what kills a lot of slashers for me, man. Is it it's like let's get down to business, man. I don't really give a fuck about these people who are going to die anyway. You know, this one was just it, this had a good flow to it. Or at least like while you're doing the character development, have the killer be just offing random people so that could still be mixed in have something going on while you're developing these fucking people that are eventually going to get off anyway yeah right so but yeah for uh fucking you know Italian films man Italian films especially in the 70s man so good dude so fucking good man league of their own man yeah and they they influenced and gave to like so many other American horror films, yeah, they did, they did. To, to me, the, the the best though, man, was Bay of Blood. Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's premium, top shelf. Would you consider that a, a, a Jalo film or just a slasher film? I think it, it lent so fucking much to slashers, and that's it the did. thing. Like it. I think it it would be it would be the closest thing to just a uh, a standalone Italian slasher. Yeah, like a spaghetti slasher or something. Yeah, if you want to look at it that way, because that movie lent so fucking much to American slasher. Friday Thirteenth oh. Part Two basically said, "Hey, Bay of Blood, <laughs> we're gonna take all these scenes." Friday the Thirteenth Part One said, "Bay of Blood." The that. fucking hatchet to the face and Bay of Blood and then the fucking axe to the face. The way it was shot, it's almost like frame for frame the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Did it again in part two. Yeah, with the skewer. Doing the wheelchair. 
Oh, they did. The, yeah, there you go. Right and there. then, yeah, the skewer. That's the thing. Fucking Cunningham wants to say that yeah. he's never heard of that movie when they were filming this. That's a shot for fucking shot. <laughs> That's exactly like how it went down in Twitch of the Death Nerd, man. Yeah, Cunningham can say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. At this point, just admit to it because it's very obvious that you knew what this movie was. Yeah. Or maybe he didn't know what this movie was, but whoever was actually handling that knew. Yeah, someone did. Because it, it's pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah, nobody came... There, like People have come up with the same ideas at two separate areas, but they've never come out that identical. And, you know, I, I noticed, too... Um, just a little off subject, still talking about Bay of Blood. The sweater that the dude that gets the hatchet to the face is the same sweater that Jason's mom is wearing in the first one. Pretty close. It's like a gray turtleneck sweater, hand-knitted. So it's like... What Bay of Blood? Wasn't he wearing a red one? No, there was two, there was two guys and two girls. The one dude was wearing a fucking straight-up gray sweater that looked exactly like the one Mrs. Voorhees was wearing with the turtleneck. And he got the fucking the hatchet to the face. Maybe just for whatever reason, memory wise, <clears> I'm picturing a red turtleneck sweater, like knitted sweater. No, it was gray. It was gray, but there was that, and then there's a, um, you know, lending to eighty slashers. The uh, right before the uh, one chick gets killed in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, when they just show the hand and the knife going towards. The chick, yeah, like a POV. It's like the same, same thing you're getting out of you know Giallo films and slashers from the yeah Giallos. That's the thing Giallos are doing that POV, hand and knife, whatever. Mm-hmm. Since like early seventies, I'm actually gonna say I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised it's late sixties. Well, Psycho, it, that was all. But yeah, but I'm saying like the Italian, like Italian Giallos. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, Psycho yeah. did that, but then that even really wasn't done in, in America again for like a while. Yeah, true. But I mean, so to say, you know, that that's how influential these movies were. And I, I think they get like overlooked sometimes. They do. Well, I mean, I'm thinking people are starting to come around because A, it's easier to access them. Shit like Arrow, Blue Underground. True, yeah. They're just starting to release them. Mm-hmm. So people have more access to them. They're going to find them out. And then you also get the people who are just ignorant. And if it doesn't didn't come from here, they're not going to check it out. If it has subtitles, they don't want to watch it. Yeah, right on. I know. It's, so you're always going to have those people. Yeah, that sucks. Because these are fucking great films, man. It's like if, if you're a fan of horror in general or hack them up movies, whatever you want to call them, slasher movies, man. These fucking Italian movies nailed it. I mean, they were really good, and they were well shot. They're almost artistic. Dude, that's the thing. Like, If you're a fan of <clears throat> 80s slashers or just just slashers in general and you haven't really checked out anything from Italy, you need to get on that. Yeah, no shit. That's like, um, I like sleep, but I don't like Black Sabbath. Like, what? How does that work? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it came first. Dude, I... Little off subject, I don't know why it just popped in my head. This fucking kid that I used to like know through like the punk scene years ago was like friends with him for like I guess a minute. I can't remember if I unfollowed him or if he just got pissed off at me and unfollowed me. But he started like posting horror movies like he was getting into horror. So I'm like, cool, alright. And he's posting like all like the 
standard basic stuff, but he's like a younger kid. So like I remember he posted like watching Suspiria for the first time and then commented like pretty disappointed in that movie. I don't know what everybody's hyping it about. And I was like, all right. <laughs> but he posted uh, Trick or Treat. That's terrible. And I I like that movie. No, but I mean, I, 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 I do too, but you're getting into horror. You might want to. Yeah. Well, it was like around Halloween times. So he's like, oh, oh Trick okay. or Treat. And okay. I'm like, well, I'm like sense. dig the movie. I was like, the worst part is, I was like, dig the movie, except for the fucking werewolf scene where they, with all the CGI and Marilyn Manson. And he his response was, Oh, you mean the scene with all the naked chicks? Yeah, that's so. That's such a bad scene. Yeah. Like all sarcastic. I'm like, dude. I'm like, if you want to just see naked chicks in horror movies, I'm like, go watch almost any Italian giallo. They do it way better, and the girls are way hotter, and it doesn't have fucking Marilyn Manson playing. True story. And he was just like, well, whatever. I liked it. And then I think it was shortly after that, like, <laughs> I stopped seeing posts from him. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. I don't know, man. I think we're going to have to touch on some more Jallos because I'm going to have to get some more under my belt. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen a lot of the heavy hitters, and I need to. And it's because, I don't know, I just, I don't know. I I haven't really dug deep into that, but that might be like a new thing for me to fucking start just digging out these fucking... You'll You'll find some good fucking movies. Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Especially in the 70s from, like, 71 to, like, you know, 80. Yeah, like, uh, early 70s to, I'm going to say the late 70s. There's that, like, block where that was pretty much their fucking heyday. Yeah. What what about, like, uh, Four Flies on... Fuck yeah, Four Flies on Grey Velvet? Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. I'll I let need... you borrow it. I have it upstairs. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this time... Before we go to bed tonight, I'm borrowing some movies. Yeah, I woke up last weekend and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I forgot to give Steve movies. <laughs> yeah, and I looked for fucking Torso everywhere today. And I was like, it started off in Spanish. And I'm like, I can't understand what's going on. Like, <laughs> I, I'll watch it for the kills. But if I'm going to be taking notes and, like, trying to. That's the thing that sucks is only the Italian cut is uncut. Yes. All the English dub ones are cut yeah and the only way to watch it completely uncut is with the undubbed pieces if you want to watch it in like English is with the undubbed pieces placed in it yeah so you'd be like you're watching it with subtitles yeah it's actually you're watching it with subtitles and then all of a sudden there's no subtitles and that's because that piece was actually cut out (laughs) to begin with right yeah but yeah fucking I, there's there's a lot of them I need to uh, I need to check out, man. Uh, honorable mention: The Toolbox Murders. Are you a fan of that movie? I couldn't even tell you last time I watched that movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's a good one. That's it was like late seventies. Kind of had that Jello feel to it. I know they, re- kills. they remade it, and the remake kind of flew under the radar. Yeah, that came out in like twenty ten or something like that. Yeah, it was like. Early two thousands or something. Oh, did it? Earlier mid two thousands. It was I don't know. Two thousands, yeah. But I think it was one of those it flew under the radar and most people probably didn't even know it was a remake of yeah. anything. They probably thought it was a standalone film. Yeah. I've seen that D V D floating around the remake. Never seen it though. But Alright, yeah. Well that that's torso. 
yeah awesome movie highly recommended um I'm sure if you know Giallo's, you know this fucking movie. Absolutely. If you don't, you've probably heard of this movie. Absolutely. If you're into slashers but haven't checked out fucking shit from Italy, check out Torso. Mm-hmm. And then just stay in Italy. <laughs> just keep checking shit out. Absolutely, yeah. Every Italian film that I've ever seen, horror-wise, has been fucking great, dude. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah, who done it? Fucking Giallo films are gold. They fucking nail, like, the whole, like, supernatural feel. Mm-hmm. They they did it on a level that was never I feel like matched here. But we North America as a whole borrowed heavily from Giallos to create slashers. Yeah, and we had like more resources, bigger budgets, better special effects. Ended up being that way, yeah. So that's why I think. It was more well received here. There was like an explosion of these movies in the early '80s, was because of the special effects, you know. But if you can get past, you know, that and accept these movies for what they are. Well, see, I'm only going to say that with in terms of torso, because with torso, it kind of comes across as like it's pretty obvious when shit's fake. Fake. It's like, hey, that that head's made out of like fucking porcelain or something. But there's a lot where. The special effects are up there. They're pretty fucking good. Okay. Well, like I said, I need to dig a little deeper. Yeah. So, um, I know our, our friends, uh, Jimmy and Bob, went through their whole Jallo thing. And uh, fucking uh, Jimmy just loves Torso. That's like one of his fi- favorite fucking movies. I wonder how deep Bob got into the genre. <clears throat> um, he got... He got into it for a minute there. Uh, you know, he he always loved Argento and Fulci and stuff like that, but I think he was getting into some Jallos there for a minute. Yeah, like, you, they both of those... Argento and Fulci both have good fucking Jallo films. Right. But you have to branch out away from those two to find some really fucking good ones. True story. Yeah, because Baba was great. Um, the guy that... Did this one? Um, yeah, Martino. Martino. Yeah, Martino's got like just the few that I named are like heavy fucking hitters that are definitely need to be checked out. Right on. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to dig d- deeper into it and find some more, and I'm sure we're gonna cover more in the future. So. Oh, definitely. But uh, I would highly recommend Torso. Uh, you know, the uncut version. Yeah, I mean, most people are gonna pick up the Arrow release or the Blue Underground release. I haven't. I don't have either of those releases, but I can guarantee you, one if not both of those have it uncut. Yeah, because I can't see Blue Underground releasing it cut, and Arrow won't release it cut. Right. So. So yeah, but um, if you like what you heard, yeah, you know, man. If you guys want to check us out, um, drop us a line. Tell us how much you hate us. Whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up at uh, our website, burnofferingspodcast.com. If you want to throw us a line, we are contact at burnofferingspodcast.com. Um, Instagram, we are burnofferings underscore podcast. Facebook, we are burnofferings underscore horror. Wait, burnofferings horror podcast. Man, horror I forgot podcast. what we are everywhere. And on Twitter? Twitter, oh yeah, Twitter is our underscore burnofferings. Yeah. I need to try to update that Twitter handle. I don't like this Twitter handle. 
Well, we can do that. I think there's a reason why it is as stupid as it is, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, because they were all taken. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, um, we are slowly updating merch. Um, we got new stickers in. Working on new koozies, and uh, we still have some shirts left. But we're still working up. on new shirt design. Yep, yep. Get some new ones made up. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, hit us up if you guys want anything. Um, we actually got a link for the shop on our site. Absolutely. But that's it, guys. All right. Have a good one. Yep. See ya.